Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garling. And I'm Chris Charling. We're still trying to put that business together, Garling and Charling. It's you know, probably because, good that it hasn't happened. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Is, I think yeah, we're probably yeah. better at this podcasting thing than being <laughs> like realtors. Or, yeah, why is it I Why guess. is it realtor instead of realtor? Do you ever notice when they talk about it? It's well, it's spelled O-R. So, right, but I so mean, is like... So a good voice actor will say it that way. No, right? you wouldn't no. say voice actor. <laughs> like you're like voice actor, the destroyer. That's true. Well, it's destroyer. Yeah. But yeah, it's always yeah. been a, I don't know. Um, ah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, right away, I've forgotten completely what we were going to talk about. Well, oh, oh I know. Go ahead. You, you had the idea. You tell them. Yeah. So I've, you know, I've been teaching a lot of folks who are getting into the voiceover field for the first time. And a lot of times the question comes up of like, you know, I, I really don't know where to look and I'll go, well, okay. You know, I, I think it's helpful to start the educational process from, from learning about my student, from learning about what they've done, who they are, what's important to them and stuff like that. Hmm. And I think to me, that helps me find metaphors to help kind of bridge the learning process and to help them see things that they have in their background that I don't have. Why? Um, you, you take this teaching thing real seriously. I, I try to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you've had some time to think about this and, and, and put that together. But that you, know, you, you always have been the kind that wants to connect what they've done in the past with what they can do in the future. Well, I think it's important, right? You don't see a lot of bachelor's programs for voice acting. So a lot of people get to it later in life. True. And they, they go, you know, geez, this is something that's completely new for me. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of ask yourself, yourself, is it really? You know, ah. like, do you use your voice as a part of the way you make your living? Um, do you use communication in your day-to-day life? Uh, are you used to working with people? So there's a lot of things that I think are, are parallels between the voiceover field and other careers that people have had. So I was teaching a, a lady yesterday who um, was interested in getting into the field. And she has this really, really just super friendly sound to her voice. And nice. it had been suggested to her at one of the jobs that she'd had that she should get into voiceover because she does have this like very sunny sound to mm. her voice. Yeah, that, that's where we get, by the way, a, a lot of our folks that take our course. Mm-hmm. They've been told for years that they have a nice voice. Why aren't you doing something with that? And a lot of them are, you know, hear from friends saying, you should be on the radio. Well, yep. you know, take it from a guy that's been on the radio for 45 years. It's 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 fun, but it's not that much fun. <laughs> <laughs> voice acting, I think, really fulfills a lot more needs in someone than, than radio ever would, um, especially financially, to be very honest with you. You know, radio today is not a huge money-making affair. It never really has been. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a young person's game. But as you say, a lot of the people we deal with are in maybe chapter two of their lives. They're thinking about what am I going to do right. with uh, with my you know, with myself, basically, after my first career is done or after I'm done you know, getting as high as I can. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. exactly. And voice acting comes to mind for those that have been told they have a nice voice. Right. So I asked her a little bit more about our background. And she said, well, I, this had been suggested to me while I was working for a talent agency across the country. And she would be the person who would feed people audition lines. And she said, you know, that was an observation that came and this is years ago for her. Wow. So then I went, okay, well, well tell me a little bit more about yourself. And she said, okay, well, uh, I went back to school to get a degree in radiology. Um, I just came out of a career where I was a, an assistant for a historical painter. Uh, I'm a singer. I worked in decommissioning nuclear power plants. Uh, I participated <laughs> in archeology span in the Mediterranean. I'm not making this stuff You're, up. This is all real. This is all real. And, and so I was like, hold on a second. I stopped listening when you told me that you were Indiana Jones. <laughs> 
And, and when did she have time to be president of the United States? She did that too, right? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's like, you know, you look at all these things and one part is, you know, she has such a broad background in terms of things that she's familiar with and understands and can talk coherently about, right. like art and history and mm-hmm. science mm-hmm. and, you know, all these things. The it, contacts, just just the contacts alone that she has. That as well. Yeah. And in the fact that the contacts that she doesn't have yet, when you start telling someone that you're a voice actor, that you have an experience, you know, like, so start to take, you know, start to take inventory of all the things that you've done, all the qualities that you have. Good idea. Things that you volunteered doing, things that you tried doing that maybe didn't work out, but there was a part of that that you thought, you know, this is something that really works for me and, and I like this part of it. And maybe you find that in voice acting. I like the whole idea idea that you said of taking an inventory and sometimes you have to just sit down and mm-hmm. you just have to you know go back in in your head to uh, you know when you were younger and the things that you did you know maybe starting with as a teenager right in through college yeah and and then from then on and a lot of you know once you said uh, things that you volunteered to do it, it dawned on me that I've never really thought back on that part of my life I've enjoyed that part of my life and I've always volunteered to do certain things but I've never really taken stock of what it was that I learned or the people that I maybe connected with while I was doing that volunteer work. And sure, yeah. It's and a way to go. A lot of times, you know, we always say you never know who's one person away from being someone who can help you accomplish another goal. And it's like, yeah, you know, look at all those people that you've you've networked with that you've already, like you said, have those connections and see how they can help you. Um, and, and do do look at the things that have always been important to you. Um, I, was, I was teaching a, a gentleman this morning who uh, has said, you know, since I was in fifth grade, I remember doing Elmer Fudd impersonations with the help of my <laughs> mom. And it's like, you know, you've been preparing for this, whether you recognize it or not. And sure, kids on the playground are going to cast you condescending looks. But when you bring all of that experience that you've built up into the booth, you're going to be greeted in the control room by someone who's going, yes, give me more of that. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And not necessarily Elmer Fudd. Okay. Yeah. What, what, what strikes me with anybody I've ever met that has a good ear that mm-hmm. can do an Elmer Fudd imitation or a Kermit the Frog, uh-huh. which is all I can do of Kermit the Frog, yeah. um, there's, there's something that there that they've innately got within them that helps them hear things that perhaps the average person doesn't hear. And that means perhaps you can perform things that the average person can't perform. Exactly. So if you've got a good ear, if you're a musician, if you sing or you play an instrument and you already know that part of communication, think about how you can apply that to what you can do as a voice actor. Or if you're someone who's really detail-oriented, you know, maybe, maybe you're not going to be doing a lot of character-driven stuff, but if you're really detail oriented, you you're gonna have an easier time getting into like you know training and education type voiceover where you're really focused on on making sure that the person gets the absolute specifics about what is important about this subject, what is important about mm. that subject, why it all ties together. If you've spoken, if you've lectured, if you've you know th- there's so many things that dovetail because the, the voiceover industry is so broad and there's so many applications for us to find work. Consider what you've done that you just take for granted. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting way to look at it. I never, never really thought about it that way. We do get quite a few uh, folks here that have gone through the um, Toastmasters program. Okay? Yeah. Uh, because they are comfortable up in front of people after they've learned to to do this. You know, the Toastmaster stuff. Um, they feel that the the next logical step would be to get behind the microphone mm-hmm. and to be able to do some of that communicating. Uh, you know, as a voice actor as well. Yeah. So you'll find we have folks that that come from that uh, angle in their life as well. Yeah. I spoke with another 
another lady yesterday. It was like everybody that I talked to yesterday, like I just started to, to I, I figured I was just going to collect all of these things that they had in their background. Um, she was the director of communications for an advertising agency. Um, she also was a dog breeder. She also was a journalist and a private investigator and investigated the wood chipper murder, which <laughs> from, from the Fargo movie. Yes. Are you they based serious? It on. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, and that was what I said. I was like, wood chipper as like a device in the, in the event. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, like the murder was done that way. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, like Fargo. And she was like, yeah, they based it on it. And I was like, Oh my, you know, like, and she had former experience doing a podcast. And I was like, you, you know, she's, she said one of the, you know, she's like, I almost got the, that guy convicted once. And I was like, you, that's a great motivation for getting into the voiceover field is to extract justice. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there's so many things that you can look back on. And did, and, did you mention to her there, what's that podcast? That cereal. Talks cereal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I loved it. And I was like, you should be doing that, you know? <laughs> Um, cause that, I mean, people want to learn, they, they want to, you know, and this, this format has really, really experienced a big comeback. I mean, look at us, this is 301 episodes we've done of this thing. True. And for a while, you know, radio drama type stuff, radio shows kind of were a dying breed and now they've, they've come back. Yeah. And I was like, you should get into that. Yep. I think I've mentioned before, I think I was born too late. I would have, I would have loved to have been a, an actor on uh, radio back in the thirties and forties. Cause I'm terrible at memorizing, but boy, put a script in front of me mm-hmm. as a voice actor and I'm fine. You well, know, let's I'm, start something yeah. together. Yeah. Oh, hey, there you go. <laughs> you sounds, know, sounds why like not? a good idea to me. Yeah. So again, take stock as, as Chris said, as to where you've been and what experience you have. And that may fill up several columns. Okay. I mean, you can put a, a column for work experience, life experience, volunteer experience, you know, maybe even church experience. Yeah. Um, and uh, and you'd be surprised not only the different contacts that you might have in those areas when it comes time to market yourself, but also the experience that you've got that will lead you into a, you being a better voice actor. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I always say is, I'm sure I've said it on this podcast a thousand times, but like when I come across medical copy, not only do I not understand how to pronounce the words, but oftentimes I don't understand the parts of speech that these words are. <laughs> is that an adjective, a noun? or a verb. I don't know. If you do, then you're going to be able to make me look good as a producer because I've got no idea what I'm looking at. And go. and whatever you've got like that, whatever you have, you know, personal firsthand experience with, make sure I know. Make sure that that's some kind of voice. Make, make sure you know. Mm. I guess it's a good, better place to start yeah. because you're going to be, you're going to have a leg up on, on sounding confident on that, that the average person might not. And, and your experience with that, your, your inventory of knowledge, the way that you understand that subject matter is going to shine through. All right. Well, you've probably figured out by now, there's a lot of misinformation out there on the internet. Uh, when it comes to voice acting, I found that to be the case. The best way to get the real scoop on what the business of voice acting is really like, we think, is to attend one of our Introduction to Voice Acting adult education classes called Getting Paid to Talk. Maybe you've seen our class listed in the adult ed brochure that comes to your house a couple times a year. Check us out the next time we're in your neck of the woods. That's right. The week of April 27th, we are heading west for classes in Gunnison, Pueblo, and Denver, Colorado. We will also be offering classes in York, Elizabethtown, my wife's favorite movie, New Berlin, Williamsport, and Worcester. Worcester. Worcester, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, there's one in Massachusetts and there's one in 
Pennsylvania. They don't know how to spell it. There but. needs to be a federal regulation put in place on there. There can be like five Worcesters and that's it because there's Worcesters. There's Worcesters. I never know what I'm coming across. It's a nightmare for me. It's a minefield of Worcesters or Worcesters. I think they pronounce this one Worcester. Pennsylvania. They're, they're in the Northeast, so okay. maybe, maybe that's the rule of thumb. You may also check us out in Plainsboro and Emerson, New Jersey, and we'll also be in Watertown, Queens, Carmel, Cortland, and Liverpool, New York, the week of April 27th. If you'd like to know when we're going to be offering a class near you, it's a simple phone call to 866-887-2834. Or if typing is more your thing, email mm. us at podcast at voicecoaches.com. You are also invited to become a part of our podcast by emailing us your comments, your questions, and your topic suggestions. Uh, in between podcasts, you can always like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. I hope you just like us all the time, whether you're on Facebook or not. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll come back next week, please. Yes, indeed. Thanks. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information. I don't think we stopped and started too much. You don't have any outtakes. We don't have any outtakes. That's that's the downside of winging yeah, it. Of exactly. course. Of course the downside of winging it is no outtakes. <laughs> of course that would be the outcome. Yeah. Well, listen back. You never know. Maybe you can pull something out. Well, you know, Warren, but, um, I guess you just can't help being perfect, can you? <laughs> you just can't help yourself. And you can't help bouncing back and, uh, and, and being just as perfect. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Can we hug now? <laughs> no, I'm leaving. Okay. <laughs>